The Word is for everyone. It's alive and active, filled with wisdom, truth, and hope. Understanding and interpreting its pages can seem overwhelming, but this podcast is here to help. This is Unschooled and Ordinary. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Unschooled and Ordinary podcast. We have our normal crew here this morning, plus a special guest, Craig Curtis, everybody. Craig Craig. Curtis. (laughs) What's up, guys? Man, so glad to be here. Craig, we have been waiting on this moment since our very first episode. We've been saying, when can we have Craig on the podcast? So, Craig, you've, you've been at the church for... As far as I know, forever. You've been here since I got here. But this is your first time in the podcast studio. You know, it is. And Tyler, you know this. Me and you met in the men's restroom. That's right. Lincoln Road. In the urinal. I just feel like everybody needs to know that. Such yeah. a special memory. Yeah, we did. We did. I think about it often and I tell everybody. Well, listen, man, you know, yeah, it's kind of a weird thing because I grew up in our church, but then I've been on staff at our church now for 11 years. So it's been a while. Um, maybe the longest around the table. I got y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You got me. Babe. It's a good crew. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got to say this. Can I say this? I, I love the podcast. Like oh. my Thursdays after I drop my kids off at school, from school to church is like the perfect amount of time I listen to the podcast, and I love it. Peace. It's all cool. Like the whole thing. Brandy, like Brandy can read. Angie's got so much wisdom. I mean, of course Brandy she can, can read. read. Can read. She reads well. Hey, you want to drive that one back or? Well, I mean, like, like there's so much. There's like comfort. I mean, the girl is like. It's just. I love to listen to you read My the passage. She's you know? a good reader. I, I can't read well. Resident reader. What we call and it. you learn all these new words from Tyler, right? Yeah. So many, so many, and wisdom from Ben. Like you know, I mean, is Ben sixty or is he? Yeah. 40 or 30 or whatever. But like, there's so no much good knows. stuff. <laughs> I love it. Well, we thought it'd only be appropriate to get started by everybody asking Craig a question. So Craig, you're in the hot seat. Yes. Here we go. Ben, you want to start? Yeah, I'll get it started. Craig, if there was a song that could play every time you walked into the room at work, what would that song be? Who let the dogs no. out? <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Next. I'm really, we work really close together and spend a lot of time together. I'm really caught off guard. Yeah. I, Can we sing that, that to him? Uh, ben had prepped him for that question, but we did not. <laughs> well, well, now listen, it may change tomorrow. We don't have a great football team, but that's on my mind today. Okay. <laughs> okay, what book has made the most significant impact in your life? Mm. You know, I'm I am um, I'm working on uh, being a guy that loves to read. Yeah. <laughs> like, I should have started with that question. Do you love to read? <laughs> so Katie loves to read. So so many books that she's read that she tells me about. But one of the ones that I do go back to, I, th- I feel like all the time, and I've, I've said this, I love Mark Batterson stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got several that I really like. He's got one called All In. Yes. Uh, that I really enjoyed. He's got Circle Maker that like just uh, it just challenged me when it came to praying circles around my family around my kids so i i both of those stand out so much of what he's written such a good book those are good Mm. um my one question for you is what is the most beautiful place you've ever been and why okay so fall break uh we've kind of gotten into national parks Mm. and we went to acadia national park okay believe it or not it's in maine 
and it it was absolutely beautiful. I mean, like you know, beaches hit the mountains, hit the water, the lighthouses, the sunsets. It it was all that, and it, it was it was amazing. Uh, my wife loves to travel, and so I, that's that's the most beautiful place we've been to. Hmm. I love that. That's good. So I've been waiting on this question. Hey, man, I'm nervous for a long <laughs> time. <laughs> Three so far. Okay, one left. Here we go. All right. So you preached. I don't know, probably a year ago. I feel like it was cold outside when you preached, so maybe, I don't know, November, December of last year. It could have been two years ago. <laughs> it, side note, you have the most memorable sermons, too. People say, man, yes. I remember Craig was preaching five years ago a sermon called Crossroads. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's a storyteller. Yeah. yeah, and illustrations. You do Your illustrations are sticky. Sticky. <laughs> You left you us guys with are a, kind of embarrassing. You, Can we? What's sorry, the question? Yeah, you, <laughs> left us, you left us with a cliffhanger in in the sermon. You were talking about being in D.C. on a trip, and how there was this lady who needed water. <laughs> she was she so was sick. Coughing a lot, right? Yeah, she was, just said yeah, she, she was, was so sick. sick. Yeah, I think she had COVID, and and she she needed a lot of help. And this is a perfect segue into Tyler the generous even heart. He's Tyler can't even so finish his question right now, guys. Go ahead and finish the question, Tyler. It's crushing me already. (laughs) Do I need to fill in? (laughs) Well, the best part of this story is that this lady was desperate, but Craig had this warm beverage in his hand. Oh, yeah. It had honey, it tea, everything someone sick needs. (laughs) And Tyler, what happened? Did you give her the tea? Because she was asking for it. Because you never made it clear. That's why people have asked. You just stopped right there. Well, you know, the, the crushing part was, <laughs> I, naturally, I did not. Now, the answer naturally. to your question is, because both my kids looked at me and looked through my soul, like, <laughs> you're a horrible dad if you don't give her your tea, I did end up giving her something to drink. I don't think it was my tea, but it could have been my water in my back pocket. It gave her hey, peppermint. So, we'll take that. <laughs> Ooh. Y'all, can we talk about the text? Because yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, yeah. that leads perfectly into yes. our text, yes. right? There we go. All <laughs> things work together. <laughs> so, Second Corinthians chapter nine uh, is a text on generosity. So, Brandy, would you read for us, starting in verse six, and read through twelve? Yeah. Okay. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has made up his mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever." He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for all your generosity, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many thanksgivings to God. Awesome. Anybody want to interject some thoughts on that? Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, the... (laughs) First thing that that stood out to me, um, verse eleven, caught my attention. Result in thanksgiving to God. And recently, I've kind of nerded out a little bit on the um, like the brain science of gratitude. And so, go back and look at this verse. It says, 
you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So like brain science has finally caught up to scripture, which is really cool how science is caught up to scripture, right? Scripture's been ahead of it. And that when we're grateful and we give thanks that it releases chemicals in our brain, dopamine and oxytocin, dopamine being like the feel good chemical and oxytocin being uh, the bonding chemical. And so there's a, a connection that happens from gratitude and from, from being thankful. And Psalm 104, one, chapter 100, verse 4, tells us to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, right? So to come into the presence of God, how we do that is through thanksgiving. And it's just really cool to me that like, it, it happens. Our bodies were created and designed in a way that chemically that happens as a result of thanksgiving, right? And so our generosity fuels others' thanksgiving to God, which in turn connects them to his presence. I don't know. It's fascinating. It blew my mind. That was really cool. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that same verse really kind of stuck out to me. And it's kind of funny because, you know, when you start studying scripture and God's already kind of like working on you personally in, in your own area of life, but then you're like, oh man, I just found this same passage to be so relevant as an answered prayer. And it kind of, for me personally, goes back to last Christmas. I was so convicted about how I did Christmas because at our house, three kids, and so we always play this game of like, let's make sure the, the they have the same number of gifts and let's make sure that you spend about the same amount of money on each one. And I don't know, I was just so convicted about how we spent our money. And it wasn't that there was this need there. It was like, we just have to have more stuff when it's not necessary. So I come to this scripture again, and I had already decided this Christmas has to be different. Like it has to be different the way we spend our money. And I get to that same verse you just read, um, Ben, about about it prompting, your generosity prompting thanksgiving from other people. And it's just like a picture of what I want this season to be about. And I mean, naturally my whole life, but starting with this season to be like a giving, generous season where God directs where we spend our money, where God directs where, okay, I've given this to you and I entrusted it to you. So do you want to spend it like on stuff that you don't need anymore? Or will you allow me to guard the way that you, you spend this and bring people to mind? And the ultimate picture when I read that verse was that to be able to give to people that don't even know that you're you're giving to them, and it would result in this thanksgiving. It would result back to them knowing God sees them where they are, knowing that He meets their every need, knowing that He doesn't. Um, he uses our 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 willingness more so than ever to meet a need of somebody else that would result in thanksgiving and praise back to Him. So uh, that was the verse that just I couldn't get off of it this week because I think it's just something that I want to represent this upcoming season and naturally our, my whole life. But I was just stuck there all week. You know, I, uh, I, I think this little section of Scripture is just a, it's a, a section that speaks to your heart. 
and I have trouble with this part of my heart. You know, uh, the other day we were, I think we were, at, I'm sure my family, we were at a Mexican restaurant and I had invited the, the, the waiter was new to town. And so it was like trigger, you know, Hey, I'm going to invite them to venture. And y'all that comes natural to me. It was a good conversation. They were coming. I know they were probably until they got my tip. And Katie looked at me and she was like, you know, you can't invite people to venture and then not give them a good tip. Like that, that doesn't make sense, Craig, what are you doing? But it's that it's it's like I want to get baptized and hold up my wallet like not this part, and it, it's 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 just hard for me. I'm just I'm just honest. I'm I'm selfish in that part, and I I enjoy like I'm passionate about giving towards our church, but then I will feel God lead me to to give in these different moments, and it I I have to I have to work at that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just hard. And and the bad thing is scripture right there says do not be a reluctant giver, mm-hmm. and sometimes I can be reluctant. I'm just being real. So that leads right into the part that I focused on the most, which is that exact same verse, but the part about being a cheerful giver too. I had never read before that that word cheerful there, it comes from the same root word for our word, hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) thank you, Tyler. Um, I know that was hilarious. But that it doesn't just mean happy. It means more so like joyfully. You know, like, and under compulsion is the other word there. Like, don't do it reluctantly or under compulsion. It You should be hilariously giving, you know, like to the point where it almost made me think hilarious would be giving more than I think I could. You know, like, mm-hmm. ha yeah, right, God. But that's what he loves the most, the cheerful giver of, hey, I'm going to step out in faith and do this thing that I didn't think I could do. Yeah, and I've seen God bless beyond measure in my life when I've when I've given, and He has just been like gave me way more in return. Mm-hmm. And you know, it doesn't have to work that way. But even in saying that, Craig, I relate to you so much. I think one of my spiritual gifts is giving, but I'm also so stingy. Like I'm I. Uh, like, I just don't know, and I I don't know. Do y'all do that? Like, I know I'm supposed to give. I, I want to give, but there's something in me that doesn't think there's going to be enough, mm-hmm. and I need to make sure I have enough. Yeah, 100%. I resonate with that, mm-hmm. too. I put myself Money in that equals category. security. Yeah. yeah. You know, especially in our culture. Um, so to give away something that is going to make me feel secure, why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think that's why Paul opens up this part saying, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, mm-hmm. but whoever sows generously will reap generously. It, it's, it's a natural law. But it's also a spiritual law. The natural law is if you throw down a a little bit of seed, you'll get a little bit of uh, tomatoes or whatever. If you throw down a lot of seeds, you're going to get a lot in return. But when it comes to the spiritual matters, it's a paradox because God is saying, if you give a lot, you are going to receive a lot. But truthfully, I'm thinking if I give a lot... I'm not going to have a lot. Mm. Can I ask y'all a question that I've been asked about giving? And it kind of stumped me a little bit for a minute, but just the question of like, what's the balance in giving like this, giving bountifully, cheerfully, 
but also being wise with what you've been given. What would you say is the balance there? Is there one? Should there be one? I guess in the human logic, it's like, hey, you, you know, just give what you can. Don't do too much. But I think if we trust the Lord, if he tells us to give it all away, we'll give it all away. Mm-hmm. And he's going to bless. I think if we figure out how to give, we trust God he's going to figure out how to give it back to us. Yeah. You know, Easier said than done. It does sound like, I mean, God gives us, Scripture gives us some, some anchors there of like predetermining your heart. And mm-hmm. it talks about a couple of chapters later, percentage giving. So I think there's some things we can build on, you know, but I do think about that line where, you know, we're to forgive others in the same way that God's forgiven us. And then the same thing I think comes with like God has blessed us so richly. So we're to bless others richly. I mean, he will get money through you if he can get money to others. And man, that, that bothers me because sometimes I'm a roadblock. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there's so much fear that comes with that. Like Tyler, you mentioned a while ago, I'm always that, that thought of there's never going to be enough or what if there's not enough? Um, that for me personally is what stops me so often. I feel like I've reached like this place where I, I give comfortably. Like, okay, 10% off the top, don't even question it, it's there. But like as a need arises, yeah, I'll give. But I don't give sacrificially. Like I don't give where it hurts. And that's that's my issue. Like that's where I want to be, but it's like the fear that stops me from being there for what you said. And then I, I think about in Philippians where it talks about, but God will supply all your needs. And mm-hmm. and if he's going to supply all of my needs, then there has to be a need. But in my mind, I'm supplying all my needs, and that's where the fear is. So if I don't give sacrificially to where there is a need, then I'm not leaving him any room to meet that need. I'm trying to meet it myself. Mm-hmm. So overcoming that fear is what, man... I'm struggling with. So how do you overcome that fear? Mm. I'm trying. <laughs> I don't know. Tell me. Teach me. Yeah. No, I'm asking because I feel it. Yeah. You no, know, I think part of it, we're reading a book right now, just as our staff, is called Leadership Pain. Mm. And, you know, some of that applies to whether it's stepping out of your comfort zone teaching or whether it's inviting people. And I think, you know, for people like me, some of that's with giving, that there's another level of blessing and growth mm-hmm. coming my way if I'm willing to step out of what's comfortable. And I mean, that, that takes, for me, it takes people in my life kind of prodding me, it takes my wife looking at that tip and going, really? <laughs> uh, it takes my kids, you know, I'm going to teach them to give, but if they give like me, am I going to be encouraged by that or disappointed by that? Yeah. And so it's, a, it's just a grind. But I tell you, my church, our church encourages me. You know, we're doing this thing right now for a Christmas store for for kids at a local school, and I have seen people give sacrificially towards mm-hmm. that, and it's it's you know it's it's encouraged me, it's challenged me, and so I, I I'm I'm proud of our church the way that we give. Hey, will you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, the Christmas store. Yeah, yeah. So, man, we've got a local school, Tim's. Uh, it's right around the corner from our campus here at Lincoln Road, and uh, man, the teachers there and the counselors, the administration have come to us with with sixty kids. Uh, that are going to come here to our campus on December the 2nd. And uh, we're going to show them around our church. And we're going to have personal shoppers kind of assigned to them. Brandy's kind of lined this up for us, done an amazing job. And they're going to leave out of here having received four gifts. Uh, that We're going to wrap them. We're going to have house churches that are a part of that day, kind of preparing the environment. And uh, so they'll leave here uh, with four different gifts. Some of them practical, some are fun. And man, for the last few Sundays, our church has just been supplying those. They've been bringing those goods and people have been giving 
And so we're, we're almost there. We're ready uh, for them to come. That's awesome. That's going to be so good. Y'all got any thoughts before we close? Tapped out. I love being here, y'all. So Thank y'all. Great. You Thanks for joining us. us today, man. You're going to have to come back soon. Oh, I'm here. I'm in. I love it. Especially if I can wear these headphones that I have on right now. Right. I'm talking this cool mic. I'm so all official. We'll have to get a picture of you. Yeah. the headphones. I want to leave you guys with this verse. It's Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25. It says, A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will himself be refreshed. So as we leave from here, um, in, in terms of generosity, just know that you can never outgive God, and um, He will bless a cheerful giver. And we're not here plugging for the church, saying, hey, you need to give to the church. This is about living a generous life and passing that legacy on um, through your family and through other people and just making an impact by the way that, that you live. So we love you guys. We hope that uh, you have a great week. And um, we hope that we will all be more generous following this conversation today. So we love you. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Unschooled and Ordinary is an original podcast from Venture Church. While this podcast is great for individual study, the word really comes alive when we talk about it and apply it to our lives in house church. House churches are small groups of believers gathered in homes for a meal, scripture study, discipleship, and prayer in a trusted community of faith. They meet on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. in homes throughout South Mississippi, and you can join anytime. To find a house church near you, visit venturechurch.org slash housechurch.